Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott wyden Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 76. My name is Scott wyden Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my guest, Keith Steckler. Hey, Keith, welcome to the show. Scott, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Um, so you're in New York City, right? Uh, technically, yes. So okay. I'm, I'm in Connecticut, about an hour oh, okay. east of New York. Um, but I guess, you know, LinkedIn calls it the greater New York City <laughs> area. So I, I go yeah, with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so just as a quick reminder, at the end of the show, Keith will have an opportunity to ask you, the listeners, a question. You'll be able to answer that question on the show notes page which will be imagely.com slash podcast slash 76. Um, now, quick introduction to Keith. He is the VP of digital at, now is it pronounced marketing? Because that's what I'm doing in my head. That's what I've been doing in my head. It's, it's MKTG. I don't yeah. blame you. I get that a lot. Not okay. a problem. So, so it, is, that, is that not the intention of, of MKTG? I, I have not found anyone that will own up to that and say that um, either way, but I, nice. I'll, say, I'll say no. I just don't know for sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so Keith's work encompasses web and app development, social digital strategy, content development, video production, influencer marketing, talent relationships, social listening and insights. There's a ton that goes on uh, in, in Keith's day to day and MKTG does a lot when it comes to your online presence. And Keith has a great deal to do with, with all of it. Um, he is a cheeseburger addict and a typeface admirer, a gin connoisseur and a year round iced coffee drinker, Boston Terrier owner and dog advocate and hashtag airport living ambassador. So when it comes to branding, Keith gets it. So we're very happy to have him on the show and to talk to him about branding for photographers. So welcome again. Uh, I'm glad to have you here. No, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, when you type out that bio or that introduction, it doesn't seem that long. But, you know, hearing it, it's like, wow. So that was uh, <laughs> quite a mouthful. I appreciate that, you tackling all of it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how it normally goes. Like whenever I speak somewhere, I, like, I send them the bio. And then when they read it before I go on, it's like, yeah. man, did I really send that? Like, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I'm almost um, like, who sent that to you? Yeah. It must have been somebody else. No, yeah. good. Um, so before we dive into our topics for today, what's going on with you? What's, what's new in, in your world, in, in MKTG's world? What's going on? Sure. So um, you're catching me mid-February, so the beginning of the year. And like most businesses, but certainly ad agencies, we are scoping new projects, new programs. Um, developing, you know, stronger relationships with all of our clients, trying to figure out what we're going to tackle this year. So we're sort of in that Q1 planning phase, um, which is equal parts exciting, but also, you know, what are we going to work on this year? And I think um, not having much of the groundwork laid, um, you know, it's, it's an exciting place to be. So I like working project by project, really, and I like trying to figure out how we um, do better than last year. What, what I don't like and, and what I don't ever want us to do is say, okay, we did something last year. Now what's the 
10% increase from that, and that's what we're going to do this new year. So we try to throw everything out. Um, we don't go past a year as far as showing you know, capabilities or things we're proud of because I really want us to focus on the last 12 months and say, you know, this is our best work. So that's where we are um, at this part of, of the year. And, you know, just got back from San Francisco, um, planning a couple other trips um, for work. You know, like I said, we do content production and shoots and things. So a lot of times um, we're on the road. And given that we're focused in sports and entertainment, we're, you know, that much more on the road. Just had teams at the Super Bowl. So nice. it's a fun place to be. It really is. That's great. Did, did, so you didn't get to go to the Super Bowl then? No, I did not. There was not really a need for me to. Um, and, and working at MKTG in sports and entertainment is one of those things where we have like bucket list sports properties, um, like the, uh, the Super Bowl, um, you know, College World Series, like all these things that people just, you know, would kill to, to work on and, and go to as a spectator. We do so year in and year out. And so sometimes you get a little bit of that um, oh, I went to the Super Bowl last year. I, I don't need to go this year, which is a fascinating, you know, place to be. How, <laughs> you know, people just, I guess, are just bored or, or run down working on the Super Bowl year after year. But not me. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, so let's, uh, let's dive into um, the first two topics that I want to talk about should be fairly quick. Um, because I feel like the, the, the answers really would work for majority of small businesses online, but specifically photographers, um, flashy design or simple? And the reason why I ask this is it's a topic that comes up quite often in the photo industry and in Facebook groups. I see it so often uh, where, where, where people think, do I need to get a custom site made for my small business, which is a photography business, or, or do I need something that's simple, a like turnkey um, something, something that's like, you know, um, just a WordPress theme that's already designed and a couple, couple tweaks. Do I need it to be flashy and custom or do I need to be quick and simple? Like what, what would a s typical small business go for? Yeah, I, I think you mentioned, um, WordPress. I was also thinking right. of Squarespace and there's right. a lot of them out there. So I yeah. think if, if I was Squarespace, I would answer your question by saying, well, why do you have to choose? You can have both. I think they mm -hmm. would tell you they have really thoughtful design or flashy, as you've stated it, but it's done in a simple way where the owner um, or the user of the site, you know, can update things rather quickly and seamlessly. So I, I use Squarespace on my personal website. I've mm -hmm. been very happy with it. Um, I have not changed the layout or theme for probably two, if not three years. Um, and that's just because it works for me. I'm, I'm trying to be more minimal, but I have seen a lot of the layouts that I think are focused on restaurants or businesses or anything visual like a photographer, where the front homepage is big, full bleed imagery, really mm -hmm. draws you in. You can also include... Um, like a short video reel or video clip so that something's moving in the background. You get, you know, yeah. a nice movement. So I would say you probably don't have to choose. If we were having this discussion a few years ago, you probably would because flashy would equal like a web designer to me. You'd go out and you'd find someone to, to build this for you. And now you really can do this on your own. Um, there are so many easy tools at your disposal 
I haven't dug into um, Wix too much, but mm-hmm. you know, saw that they have a uh, had a Super Bowl commercial, so they clearly are doing okay financially. <laughs> um, but you know, there's there's a there's a lot of them out there. I don't I don't want to you know discount web designers and developers because I think a lot of them do you know fantastic work. I think mm-hmm. the, the better question is. Have you spent enough time digging into the square spaces of the world? And if you have, if that's not working or you don't have the time or it's not accomplishing what you need, then, you know, let's go to a, a developer and a web designer. Yeah. And, and in WordPress, there's there's um, there's thousands of free designs out there. There's thousands of paid designs. There's page builder plugins that are specifically to do drag and drop whatever you want. There's even now a page builder built into WordPress and... Um, so it's so easy now to really have a turnkey site. I mean, all the imagely, uh, designs that we have for WordPress are all, uh, for photographers, obviously, and, and they all have these big full screen slideshows, uh, that support video. So there's, there's tons of options out there, um, that you can have this sort of turnkey site, but then also customize, you know, a little further how you want, or you can, you know, hire a, a designer or developer to really make something from scratch. So um, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to photographers or any small business, you should always start with a turnkey solution and then work your way up because you have more important things to do in your business, especially as a small business, to worry about your website over and over again, you know, nonstop every day. Like You've got way right. more important things to worry about. Um, yeah, totally. Are you yeah. finding that... Um the majority of photographers that you talk to, the website is is really supposed to be like their welcome mat or their presence online, and they don't really intend to update it all that often? Or are you finding that, you know, I want to have a website, I want to make sure I have some of my recent stuff up there as often as possible, and, and they're looking to update it um, as often as they can? It's actually a good mix, and I would say it's probably split down the middle, Uh and there are some, there's probably even another category. There's probably um, the, the people who really don't put a lot of time and effort into it at all. And it just acts as their business card. Like that's it, right? You send somebody there, they, they can see a little bit about what you do and how to get in touch with you and that's it. Then there's the photographers who do update maybe once a year or something like that. And then there's the photographers who will be blogging every week, every month or whatever on a consi- consistent basis, whatever their consistency is. So it's a, it's a pretty good spread of, of uh, you know, uses. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, and of course, that also depends on the, on the genre of photography because you've got a lot of, of um, at Image, we have a, a humanitarian photography grant that we do every year. And those photographers typically are posting once a year because they just wrapped up a project and now they want to pop, share that story, right? Um, but... But then you have wedding photographers who are trying to blog all the time and update things all the time to show recent wedding work. So um, it, the niche really plays a big role in that. Um, so you, uh, with that last answer, you um, you briefly touched on uh, a little bit of home homepage design. We touched on this a little bit. So let's go a little bit more into, uh, let's say, like three tips or so that you would recommend for a photographer to think about um, to illustrate their brand in minimal time just on their homepage. Yeah, I think the greatest tip I can say is is try to get out of 
I'm a photographer, I'm a business owner, and, and just think like a consumer, because you're a consumer in, in many other aspects of your life. So if you were looking to hire somebody, and let's use weddings as an example, given budgets are big and these are a special day for people, you know, what are the things that you think are important to you as a consumer? And, and make sure you're conveying that as a photographer and as a business owner. So what I mean by that is, if the front page of your website is really this first impression, I haven't met you, I haven't called you, I likely haven't corresponded with you in any way. I found you online, I found your website, I'm looking into your photos. This is the first impression that you're making. So make sure it's a good one. Um, one recommendation could be show the most recent photo that you've taken or a recent shot that you're really proud of. It doesn't have to be something that was recent. Maybe it's a shoot you did a year or two ago. Um, but based on the kind of work that you do and the work that you want to do more of, if it was a lifestyle shot or a car shot, whatever it is, I'm instantly understanding what it is that you do as a photographer. So if you want to go after weddings, have a wedding photo prominent first, you know, front and center. So that's um, one way to accomplish it. And I really feel like as long as you remember that um, you're a consumer at the end of the day, what would you want to know and what, what's important to you and, and try to make that connection for, um, you know, your customers. Right. Right. Um, so do you, do you think it's really important for, uh, photographers to have their headshot, right? Uh, they're the photographers themselves, their headshot, uh, all sort of not everywhere on their website, but in a lot of prominent places besides just the about page, right? Like another place, the homepage, for example, other, are, are there places besides sort of the more obvious places that uh, you should be putting, uh, your headshot, a little bit about yourself, things like that? Yeah, I, you should absolutely have like an about me section. Um, people will go to that. And, you know, that's the other benefit of, of something like Squarespace is, you know, we talked about a lot about design. We didn't really talk about analytics. And I think mm -hmm. some people are either into that or they're not. But um, just as a business owner, you, you want to know what are the pages on your website that are doing well? What's getting traffic? What's not? And so if you do create an about me page and people are not visiting it, you know you have to get your information somewhere else on the page. But I do think, um, and, I, and I know I keep going back to weddings, um, and I'll probably provide a lot of examples with that, but I do think people really do care to know who you are as a person mm -hmm. and what your background is and, you know, did you, did you go to art school? Did you kind of fall into this? Like, how did you get where you are? What Are you talking about some of the clients you've worked with? Um, are you talking about your background? I mean, people do really care to understand a little bit about you. Again, especially if you're going to, you know, potentially be my wedding photographer, I want to feel comfortable with you before I even send you an email. Um, maybe there's something that you can throw out there that might be relatable to other people or, you know, oh, they went to the same university as my cousin. Like, this, this feels good. Like, let me send them a note. So I do think that's important. I think another way to get at that, I was having a conversation with, um, you know, somebody else who's a photographer who said, I, I try to make sure that I can hand my iPhone off to somebody and they can capture some behind the scenes of me, right. you know, at the shoot of me taking the photos. And I think, you know, the iPhone, um, as I'm sure you know, is certainly comparable for that kind of photo. And, mm -hmm. you know, the phone and the camera have come, come a, a very long way. 
So I do think that's important. Um, get some perspective of you at a shoot. You know, somebody like me who might appreciate it more will see your setup. We'll see the kind of equipment you have. Now, that's not going to be the average consumer, but I do think people want to know that I'm not just hiring somebody, you know, down the street who shows up with a DSLR that, you know, they've, they've put some money into this. This is their career. This is what they do. And there's a level of importance in seeing a behind the, the scenes shot that can convey all of that information. Yeah, you know, I, that's one of the things that I that I try to do as well whenever I do a photo session is um, have my assistant or my wife or whoever it is at the time take my phone, take their phone, uh, capture some things. And, and that gets not necessarily always on the website itself, but that's great for Instagram stories. That's great for um, sort of the more informal type things. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely, that's definitely a good thing to, to for photographers to think about. And I think when it comes to an about page specifically, you want to, uh, the way I like to say it is you kind of want to share your story um, because the, the story is what's going to show who you are. And you just saying something like, I'm passionate about photography and that's why I'm a photographer is not, it's not going to, that's not going to resonate with it with any of your potential clients. But if you tell them, you know, what you were just saying, where, you know, where you grew up and how you grew up and, and where you love to, you know, what you like to do during the week and where you love, what kind of foods you love to eat and, and whether you're a vegan or a vegetarian or a carnivore, <laughs> you know, like really like telling them your, who you are is really what's going to resonate uh, better with, with um, your potential clients. So. Um, Absolutely. I think, yeah. you know, most of these jobs you're going to get are going to involve you meeting with the client um, a handful of times, yeah. planning, um, scheduling, you know, whatever it is. And if, if you're somebody who's local and you can do those meetings in person, um, you know, yeah, you could do that at a Starbucks. But if I know the kind of food that you like, um, you know, per your point, you know, maybe we go out to lunch, you know, and I, I think the more you can learn about somebody, the, uh, the greater level of comfort you have. And I think it makes the decision process uh, a little easier. Yeah. And so uh, earlier you mentioned about analytics. Um, I want to point out that for anybody with a WordPress site, you can install, you should have Google Analytics, right? Google Analytics is free um, and you can set it up on your site. And there's a WordPress plugin that is also free called Monster Insights, which will actually connect your Google Analytics to your WordPress site and right in your WordPress dashboard, you can see all your stats and, and you can check on how, how your pages are doing and you can check on your about page and see if that's resonating, resonating well. In fact, you can go to Google Analytics and um, actually see a heat map of your, of your pages and see how, if people are actually scrolling and reading or not. You'll know if, it's, if what you wrote is too long, too short, if it's not engaging enough based on uh, interactivity on your site, if people are clicking, things like that. So. Um, Stats are very useful when it comes to, to really anything you're doing on your site, whether it's a simple site or a more complex site. Um, so uh, my next question to you is about incorporating site, uh, your, your, your branding, your site branding with more offline products like business cards, product delivery packaging, things like that. Uh, let's talk about just the importance of it, some ideas of what photographers can do 
um, based on your experience, whether it's in the photo industry or not in the photo industry, because um, there's you know there's a lot of overlap really between even sports and photography. There's a lot of overlap. So, um, yeah, like what? Let's talk about the importance of that first. Like, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Sure. I mean, above all, whether it's physical or or at any point throughout the process, the way that you communicate, everything should be consistent. You should feel. The, the consumer should feel like it's coming from the same place. It's got the same look, the same feel, the same tone. You've taken whatever I found on your website and you know brought that into a physical um, perspective. And, and it feels like everything was very thoughtful. And every touch point throughout you know my experience with you was really thoughtfully considered. So um, you know a way to, to package your your files on. Um, like a drive or like a USB drive, there's ways to design those really nicely. Um, you know, a, a friend of mine who photographed our wedding, um, his whole branding was was really um, like wood and earthy. And so when I got the photos, they came on three, three or four different USB drives because he shot, you know, so much stuff. Right. Um, but the drives were wooden and the top closed on it magnetically, um, mm-hmm. and then he engraved his name on um, the USBs, and then it came in a box with like fake moss, and you know, you opened it, and it was, you know, whether he had thought about it, I'm sure that he did, but you, you gotta think about the couple sitting down, looking at their photos, this is the first thing they take out of whatever you've mailed them, and you're instantly you know, transported back to that day, do you want them pulling out a USB stick from Office Max, or do you want something very thoughtfully done where it's clear that the photographer understood how much money you spent with him or her and valued the work and really wanted to make sure that they left you with a great lasting impression? Um, business cards, you know, the same way. I mean, there, there's ways to really convey who you are through colors and fonts and textures and you know, there's so much that you can do to really, you know, drive home an impression. And if it's a, a business card and, and presumably you've yet to sign, you know, the deal, this is one of the ways you're leaving, you know, your mark with them. You want it to stick out. Um, maybe it's heavy. Maybe it's glossy. Maybe um, maybe it's got, you know, some type of, of camera functionality on it. I saw one that looked like a, like a lens as you were kind of like, you know, um, moving it back and forth. So there's ways to get certain types of um, visibility or um, trying to blank on the word that that I'm going for. Um, There's ways to get certain outcomes based on materials you use and the way that it's printed. So just as, um, you know, photos are developed and, and things are edited, you should think about ways to enhance or edit um, like a traditional business card in order to stand out. You know, when I was at a Photo Plus Expo in New York City, I think it was last year's, uh, I, I, I met somebody who had a business card that was actually a negative. He actually mm. photographed the contents of his business card on a film camera, developed a certain way, developed the negatives, and would then cut each frame out. It's just the same thing over and over again. And just each little 35 millimeter piece of film was his business card. It was brilliant. And this is just a fine art photographer. So it was like sort of the perfect um, uh, way to show his brand was, of, you know that he's shooting film for, for his company based on that. So it was, it was a very, very, very smart, very clever. Um, I, 
I love that, especially yeah. coming from you know advertising and marketing. That could have been something that happened to you last week or ten years ago, and I think you would have just as enthusiastically remembered it because it left a, a left a mark with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, for anybody interested in custom flash drives, wooden boxes, even glass boxes, which are really pretty, uh, I'm going to link to custom flash drives and a couple other places in the show notes where you can look into. Uh, getting custom flash drives, wooden boxes, and glass boxes. Uh, I I do custom flash drives and a beautiful sort of cardboard, but like well decorated. It's not really cardboard. It's like pretty boutique packaging. Whenever I deliver my images, and uh, that goes more with my brand. I do. I have tried the wooden boxes. It doesn't really fit more with my brand, but I do love the fact that they like in, you know sort of emboss it into the wood. Um, but I get mine from either custom flash drives or other places, so I'll link to those in the show notes. Um, they're really, definitely, I definitely recommend that. Um, okay, so uh, now is an opportunity where you have a chance to ask our listeners a question, and uh, our hope is that they go to the show notes and they answer the question in comments, or on the YouTube video, they can answer it in the comments there, wherever they like. So... Uh, what question would you like to ask our listeners? Well, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you a fun one, and then I'll give you one that I'm um, you know, equally interested in. But we <laughs> talked a little bit about using behind-the-scenes photos mm-hmm. uh, on social, and I would agree with that. I think your use of it is perfect. And so you know, my question is, have your listeners who are photographers use some behind-the-scenes shots on Instagram stories maybe? So... Maybe the finished photo is on the grid or the profile, and the behind the scenes that got that photo done is conveyed and showed in the in the stories. So, I'd be curious to know how your listeners are using Instagram stories and if they're, you know, telling the complete story of that shoot um, using the platform. And then my my fun one is you mentioned as I'm not shy to talk about that I'm an <laughs> absolute cheeseburger addict, and so. I'm always looking for, you know, people's favorite burgers and, you know, so wherever you are, if you could tell me, you know, what city you live in and and where I might find your favorite burger, um, I would love that. I will answer your question, your your cheeseburger question right now. Um, So uh, what what did Bobby Flay's restaurant in Las Vegas, I forgot what it's called. Uh, it, It might just be Flay. I don't remember exactly, but, uh, it was like a $20 burger. And it was one of those, like you do it once in a, once in your lifetime. It was way overpriced. Uh, not obviously he didn't make it. His chefs made it, but it was delicious. And it had like, like these jalapeno, like crumbles on it. And, Oh, so good. I miss it. (laughs) Yeah. See that, that's what I mean. The the burger that you think about and reminisce about, that's the burger I want to know where to find it. So I love that. one. Yeah. Whatever Bobby. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to look up what the name of the restaurant was. Um, it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> so, yeah. He's good. He's yeah. uh, he's like the grill guy, so I get that. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Keith, for joining us today. I, we we really appreciate it. Uh, you can find the show notes where to find Keith and to answer Keith's two questions at imagely.com slash podcast slash seventy six. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And by the way, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Spotify just acquired Gimlet Media 
and Anchor.fm. Wow. That is like... They're, they're putting all their balls into podcasting right now. So... <laughs> I didn't hear about Anchor. I actually know Mike, who founded that. I need to send him a note. I heard about um, the prior one. I didn't know Anchor. Jeez, yeah. good for him. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Thank you so much for joining today. We appreciate it. It was fun, Scott. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Until next time. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.